Isn't this somewhat like the faraway tunnel music you keep talking about? No. Okay. So, quick question. What? Did we tweet this? No, I'm working on it right now. Shut okay. up. Okay. I'm so worried about the package retrieval system they got in Heathrow. You know how we're... <laughs> it's a Monty uh, Python song. You know how we know we're awesome podcasters? How? Because we are punctual, dedicated, and never miss a show. Well, I think you missed on a few counts there. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I've been the worst defender lately. I'm pretty sure, like the like, if we had a sarcasm meter here, we'd just be like, oh, "The sarcasm meter is off the scale. <laughs> this baby's off the charts." Hold on. Um, okay. Ooh, a sarcasm detector. That's a useful invention. <laughs> uh, that's so good. I mean, on the internet, it kind of would be. <laughs> oh my God, would it be so ever? We need okay, we need on. a font like you know how you have italics and underline. We need something to represent sarcasm. Well, what people have taken to doing is putting slash S at the end of sarcastic statements. We we need to start engineering keyboards that will register how heavily someone is hitting the keys to determine how angry they are at the time of posting the message. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and it's funny because like sarcasm detection barely would work because of unfortunately, what is it? It's not Godwin's law. Um, That's the Hitler one. Uh, there we no. go. See, it would be great if we could start coming up with words In that, like, channels? whoops, that's the wrong were thing. ways to express sarcasm. <laughs> Thanks, YouTube. <laughs> wow, it it actually like. Because then ad slipped in just as I went to share. It shared the fucking ad. Okay, well, I shared our actual <laughs> Yay! Oh, way to go, Adam, for uh, putting great. some product placement in our unfurled <laughs> You know what? It's fucking Conan O'Brien. Okay. I'm okay with sharing him. And he's talking about lineage, which is just... He's just he's just a great man. I'm okay with sharing him. That's okay. Sharing who? Okay, we're talking about... Oh, sharing was- him with who? It was Poe's Law. Poe's Law is what I was talking about. What's Poe's Law? Poe's Law is that one where uh, in any, like, controversial or... Uh, well, here it is from straight from Wikipedia. Poe's Law is an adage of internet culture stating that without a clear indicator of the author's intent, it is impossible to create a parody of extreme views so obviously exaggerated that it cannot be mistaken by some readers or viewers as sincere expression of these parodied views. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Basically, extremists so extreme you can't even parody them because they'll take you seriously yeah because extremists they have become the parody exactly they've become their own like you can't tell whether someone's being like legit or you you can't tell if troll or if honest and it hurts (laughs) yeah you know yep 
So, yeah. That, and I feel like sarcasm is just such an integral part of the English language Don't these days that... Not just the English language, every language, really. Well, English language is the only one I have any real experience with. <laughs> I mean, that's You fair. uncultured fuck. <laughs> yeah, and how many languages do you speak? Two. Yeah, which two? Good English, English and bad English. English. Good English and bad French. <laughs> as, as well as I know enough German to not get arrested. So And to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And, you, to and, know order, when, and to know when you're banned from McDonald's. Uh, yeah, I know how to order beer. I know how to order most food. I can tell you that it's too dark. I know. <laughs> I can tell you that my washing machine is small. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, only the useful phrases. Yeah. Uh, so I, at, at night, you're just standing around with a couple friends. You're like, it's too dark. I, I can explain that I'm from Canada and don't speak German. You can uh, just complain. It's too dark. My washing machine is small. <laughs> I need a beer. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it, was, it was actually really funny because I was talking to uh, this girl from Austria uh, a while back. At, it was actually at Kit's uh, wedding. There's like this little party thing that we were at. One of the girls there was from Austria, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've been to Germany. She's like, oh, that's cool. And we started talking about it. I'm like, yeah, I don't speak very good German. And she's like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, all I can say is uh, ich bin Talos Kanada, ich kann kein Deutsch. And she looks at me. She's like, that was actually really good. And I was like, oh, cool. So I can basically, in German, I can pull off the whole, like, that that Mexican family guy skit you know, actually, I don't speak any English. I can only speak that previous phrase and this one explaining it. Are you serious? Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can basically pull that one off. So. Yeah. <laughs> you should absolutely do this. <laughs> you you like... need to learn the German phrase for that yep. and then and do yes, that. that. That's the only German you need to know for the rest of your life. Oh, that's pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, I can say. You uncultured fuck. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what? If you just want to learn if you want to learn French, you just do financing through Desjardins. I, I do do <laughs> financing through Desjardins. Because because, you know, for some reason when you send the money, they still call you. Yeah. And I and they're like, Hello, this is Desjardins. Uh, we are calling you for you uh, wondering where the money is, huh? And then yeah. I'm like I sent it to you a week and a half ago. Okay, that is good then. We have money. Good. Uh, have a good day. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, spe <laughs> speaking of dealing with Quebec companies, uh, one of the companies that uh, uh, we work with at, at work, uh, the guy that we usually talk to is from France. So he speaks France French. Oh, yeah. And he's in Quebec. And, oh life. no! Yeah, and yeah, how's he doing? <laughs> and uh, the, one of the guys on our team is Quebecois French. Oh no! So <laughs> it's funny because like uh, the guy that I work with from Quebec, he fucking hates Quebec French, right? He's you know because he he was explaining this to me uh, <laughs> a couple years ago. He's like you know uh, the way it works apparently in France. France thinks that Quebec French is all just country bumpkin bullshit, and they're all like a bunch of hicks, and not like normal hicks. I mean like straight up like swamp people, you know, <laughs> like, like, like catch catfish with your bare hands, yeah, kind barely of speak English kind of hicks. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that's how France sees Quebec, and then Quebec looks at France and sees them basically as language traders 
because because France actually adopts some English words. So, uh, you know, in France, uh, I think I've talked about this before, but like in France, uh, you know, the English word is good enough because it's already there. It already exists. So, you you know, yeah, you, you don't need to make a new one. Philip Parking, right? Yeah. But yeah, we in, have talked about yeah, this. In Quebec, no, that's not good enough. You know, it's stationnement that you, <laughs> that's, yeah. the, you know, it has to be a French fucking word every time or it's not good enough. Yep, that's Sam. basically f- Quebec. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm down. I'm down with looking at people from Quebec as essentially swamp people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, well and it's funny because when you when you listen to them, because like the the accent between the two French is uh, between the two of them is so heavy, and you'll hear people from like France being like, "Oh, those Quebec French, you know, oh, ha, you know, you know, like her, you know," and they always they make these sounds like you know uh, if we're like making fun of like you know the swamp people rednecks we're all like goo, 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 you know that kind of yeah. sound yeah they do the same thing <laughs> for quebec french yeah it's fucking hilarious but yeah oh yeah they just it's just like they both like one's just like like <laughs> gutter speak like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the other one's like language traitor. Yeah, the other one's like you are a traitor. Like, I, I like the uh, I like the phrase language traitor. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a good phrase. Uh, just well, like, like Quebec is just too good for English. Like I, they are though. They, they are they're, too good. They're, they like to think they are. Well, and it's funny because my the the guy I work with from Quebec he hates it so much you know because he's like you know i understand that you know you need to keep the culture keep the language right you know that's important it's it's part of the history and stuff like that so and he's like but you're doing it wrong you're making everyone hate you and he gets so upset let's be real nobody's liked quebec since the 90s at least not even quebec likes quebec i honestly (laughs) i feel like as if you were to grab a dictionary right now and look up the word pretentious. That'd just be a picture of Quebec. <laughs> yep. Like, cause like, doesn't matter the language, their labor laws. Like, honestly, like, just like, about every facet, like, almost, just seems to be like, well, it's either our way or fuck off. Like, al- not almost even the highway. Ev- just almost like, every story I've heard about Quebec just paints them as a bunch of dickholes. And that's, I've I've heard it's very pretty. It, well, and I'm that's sure it's nice I've, there. I've been to Quebec, and the people are really nice, and the you know the actual fucking province is fucking beautiful. Yeah, and like Montreal, oh my god, Montreal nightlife. Fuck me. If you think like hanging out at like New York is fun, fucking go spend a night in Montreal and tell me you're not going back. Like. It's so fucking fun. In fact, it, it's so fun that it's been named as one as the like one of the bachelor party capitals of the fucking planet. Huh. <laughs> so, you know, lots of people getting shit faced and walking around listening to fucking there's buskers on the street all over the place. And like, you know, you've got like that winter festival that they do. Uh, I, that's one thing I really want to go see. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's really great. It's just the the policy that they put in yeah that is super dickish yeah but like so. everything they do but that stuff like you yeah. know the people and the you know the atmosphere and that stuff can all be great 
But for some reason, they have all that stuff, and then they just take a, a big cock-shaped brush and just brush over all the good stuff <laughs> with all this fucking ridiculousness that doesn't need to be there. That just like it just fucking sours the milk is what yeah. it does. Like, yeah. it's perfectly good, fresh milk, nice people, good things. And then for some reason, they're just like, nope. We're assholes. We're just going to put this cellophane of asshole over top of all this good stuff. Like <laughs> the cellophane. Asshole cellophane. Cellophane of assholes. Yeah, this, this cellophane was directly inserted into an animal's anus, and we're just going to put it right over the fresh food for no yeah. reason. Like, Speaking of uh, shit that's been up an animal's anus, uh, we're going to talk about... We're back. We're, we're <laughs> going to talk about EA for a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's lots to talk <laughs> about. What part of animal buttholes was related to EA? Oh, uh, all EA's of them. made of them. Uh, just all of EA. Yeah. All right. Just the entire thing is it's a great, big, dirty animal asshole. Bunch of fucking just, like, like come on. <laughs> and it, it, it's... it's you see, for me, it's almost cathartic, but I can't be too happy because I feel bad for the people who are actually fans of the unfortunate franchises that end up fucking swallowed whole by the fucking planet eater yeah. that is EA. Uh, you know, because that's the thing is those are the people really suffering. I haven't had my eye on an EA franchise in fucking ever. So, and, and, you know, and the current one we're talking about, which is Star Wars, never been a huge fan of the Star Wars games and shit, so it's really no skin off my back. But I know a few people, one of them sitting at this table, who was a pretty big fan of Star Wars games, and I honestly do feel bad that, you know, fans of the franchise have to deal with EA's bullshit, because, unfortunately... They are the like the oh, it's, it's just fucked. Yeah, they're well. EA is like the fucking flood. They just sort of like come in and like infect everything, and then like take it over. And then the next time you see it, it's been completely corrupted and fucked. Yeah, and then it dies. And then that's that's that the, that almost <laughs> perfectly is a metaphor for the life cycle of a developer picked up by EA. <laughs> like almost a hundred percent. Yeah. And then and like, you know, it, the next time you see it, it's all corrupted and fucked up. And then eventually it dies and goes away. And then they move on to the next one. They're like the fucking plague. They, they just, that is their business model. It's not even like, let's do EA things. It's, Hey, look, that's a cool developer. And then they just, they just take a giant it. ooze monster that slowly <laughs> yeah. envelops companies. Yeah. And then like yeah. just slowly sucks it in until there's nothing left and then just moves on to the next one. Somebody, somebody just needs to do re redo the entire original blob movie. And then just like paste EA <laughs> on the blob, Do it. and then just have all the everyone just like put the logo of all the developers on the T-shirts when they're running out of the movie theater, and the blob is just like pushing its way <laughs> through the door, trying to absolve them. Someone just uh, redo that someone whole needs movie. needs to do it. Yeah, and they're just like, oh my to. god, it's. Well, EA. that's the thing is that you know every time i hear and it's funny because this actually happens on reddit every time ea you know gets their sight on another developer people already have a preemptive funeral for yeah. uh, well, it's for, already happening yep. for uh is it respawn they just picked up i think so yeah yeah right people are already like oh well yeah. It was fun while it lasted yeah. but uh, it's gone now <laughs> yeah well and so for those people Fortunate enough to not know what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, congratulations on not giving a shit about an EA game. 
That's uh, mostly why I don't know that, anything about this. It's, it's a very healthy attitude lately to have is not caring about the titles that EA yep. has anything to do with. Because if you care about them, I'm sorry. You're going to have an unfortunate time. Um, so EA, uh, uh, if you're not aware, uh, they do all of the development and, well, own the rights to the games for the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, they were picked by uh, Lucas by or Disney Lucas or... Arts and with Disney to do all of the Star Wars game development after Lucas Arts shut down. Yeah. So, uh, very sad day when that happened. It was um, a sad day. There were some good projects that died that day. Yeah. Uh, and uh, EA has been fucking over the Star Wars games ever since. Uh, the latest one being the absolute debacle that is Star Wars Battlefront 2, where EA released the game, uh, with loot boxes. Yeah. Common, you know. unfortunate trend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, myself, I don't mind loot boxes if they come in the form of, like, what Overwatch did. I, I was yeah. about to yeah, mention like that I do... content. I yeah. like the loot box system of Overwatch. Yeah. It's... You it's... can still have loot boxes, and it doesn't take you 6,000 years to get one. Yeah, well, that and the inside the loot boxes, it's only skins yeah, cosmetic. And, and, like, you know, phrases, little yeah, little light-up effects. doesn't affect the game in any like way. That. You know, that's well, all you get. You know, it's all cosmetic. It's just, like, cool little... It's like stickers you it, can fucking yeah, it's put on the game. It's a, literally a collectible card game just with a different reward. Yeah. Well, it's like you're going to be playing the game anyway, so they give you, like, little, like, hey, good job, like... Have McCree in a fucking swimsuit, that's, you know? like you That's know, basically it, it yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's all it is. Or, you know, have a fucking paint job for Bastion. <laughs> now, but, and now, you better be damn sure I got that Zen Thulu skin, too. Yeah. <laughs> did it, Did anybody ever play, like, the, what is it, Mortal Kombat, uh, was it Annihilation, I think? I was... One of the, like, it was, I like, Mortal so. Kombat 8 or something. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was... I was. played almost all of them, so yeah. Well, there was... And they did like the what is it like the crypt? Yep. Where you earned all those coins. Now that was a little lame at times because they like we added every Mortal Kombat character in. We're giving you eight. Now there's forty seven Mortal Kombat characters, <laughs> and they cost a ridiculous amount of coins. So they were kind of like the halfway point. Yeah, it it wasn't quite random, but like it wasn't it wasn't bad like they weren't fishing for money or nothing you just had to work fairly hard it took a, a long time well, yeah and at a fighting game where you're just like i don't want to replay this like i was like i only have eight characters to play with and yeah. it takes roughly about an hour to maybe beat the game well, once you get good and see myself i've actually never been a fan of the entire unlock a character trope at all it's, it's an old trope these days yeah I, I don't know i just like fuck you i paid for this game let me play the fucking characters i want to play kind of thing that's how it works in my mind i just i don't mind it like marvel versus capcom did it a good way because marvel versus capcom comes with 40 character stock well, and like and like, you you unlock like I'm, six you know right? I, and, for most games that I've played, like unlockable characters have not been all that unusual and yeah. I've never really found it annoying. The well, where like, I would draw the line is like any game going, you know, here buy these extra characters as opposed yeah. to the game they should have came with. Yeah. Well, and so it's bugged me even since like 
smash on fucking the GameCube when it was like, cool, I have this game. Or rather, my friend has this game. And it's like, I want to play this character. Nope, can't because I haven't unlocked it. And I'm like, oh, fucking you bullshit. Like, yep. And that, like, to be fair, the most recent iteration of Smash did it in a way where there's the skill way to get it. And then you can just play matches and they'll unlock over time. Yeah. Which is okay. Um, I agree, though. I think the the idea of it, unless it's, you know, like unlocking a boss character or something, it's it's a, it's an old trope. It's back from the days where it was a way to uh, encourage longevity. Yeah. Right? It was put in to make you replay your fighting game because you only had six characters in three stages, and that was it. That was the game. So yeah. you needed some way for to make them go back. Yeah. So, but what the unfortunate thing is uh, EA decided to do none of those. Yeah. It was uh, not graceful. And what they did was they, they released loot boxes where you, where you could get a bunch of aesthetic stuff. Yeah, there are a bunch of aesthetics in there. Uh, but also game-changing things. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Were, was it Were there guns in it, I think? Or uh, there's something like... There were characters. I know Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader and them were in the loot boxes. That was the only way to get them. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the thing that most people were bitching about were... I don't know what it was because I haven't looked super into it, but they're like a card you get. Yeah. That improves your auto aim. That was it. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're like these cards that you can apply to your character to make them better at things. So, like, reload faster or, you know. know, And the idea of pay to win has been around a long time. Yeah. And is looked down upon in any game that does it. A lot of MMOs that start going the, the. free microtransaction way the thing that always sort of marks their death is when you start getting pay to win components in uh microtransactions yeah so the fact that this game starts with them yep was a huge red flag for me well and that's that's the thing is the thing about the loot boxes is you can't it's not that you can uh well you can unlock them by playing the game but they also put in a system where you can microtransact you know, buy in-game currency to buy loot boxes. Yep. So basically, you know, it was something like it would take, uh, somebody did the math and they were like to unlock everything in, uh, Star Wars Battlefront two, yep. you would have to, uh, you'd have to play something like 4,000 hours for, to get everything. Yeah. To unlock mm. everything. And that's it ridiculous. Would, it would take 4,000 hours unbelievable. or how much money? Like, uh, it was like it was like twenty nine twenty nine hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. And that's the thing is some of the stuff you can unlock directly, like Skywalker and Vader were direct unlocks. Yeah. And but, but you, they were retarded expensive. It was unlocks. yeah. They took like tens of thousands of whatever the in game currency yeah. was. So people are like, okay, so I pay sixty dollars for a game. I don't get all of the characters. Yeah. To unlock the characters, I have to play for hours and hours and hours like lots of hours like long fucking time not like smash where you can for the most part unlock everything in you know eh, probably five or six in-game actually playing hours by doing all the challenges and all that shit yeah this would take like hundreds you know a full final fantasy 7 campaigns worth of hours to unlock the fucking main characters kind like, of situation like a thing not yeah. even like yeah. all things like i i understand them wanting to go like their own their own way i guess 
but money. I mean, well, yeah, well, that that seems to be their way. But <laughs> you, it very much is. But you know what I mean? Like trying to almost like change. I mean, for the for better or worse, or if that was their direct intent, which it definitely seems like it was. But if it wasn't necessarily their intent, and their intent was to, I guess, try something new. I mean, I understand wanting to try something new, but the like for instance uh, i don't know how many here pl- have played like things like battlefield or mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like call of duty mm-hmm. or any mm-hmm. of those and you know what i think they have that system down to a very nice science if you want if you want extra attachments for your gun you gain experience per level it doesn't take that long you get to still play matches you get to still advance at a very a very good pace i think to be honest, there's really no like, there's no real power mongering if you get really high up. I mean, you may get good guns, but yep. that doesn't, yeah. but that doesn't mean that you won't necessarily <clears throat> get those good guns. Still skill based. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you won't get those good guns in a short amount of time, right? Yeah. With a little bit of hard work. But I mean, I, thousands of hours is out of the question. I actually, That's crazy. I also like the way Destiny Two did it, because Destiny Two they do have yeah. you can buy silver coins, yep. which you then take to the what is it Eververse the, Eververse that's the one and you can buy bright engrams, and then those bright engrams will unlock into you know things like you know cosmetic shit, shit ships you get sparrows cosmetic like skins and stuff though you can from Eververse buy. Uh, I think there's like certain guns you can buy, like certain exotic weapons. They're not. No, you can't get. There's no weapons or anything no? in there. Nope. There's skins. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. It was the the uh, uh, what are they called? The ornaments. Yeah. Weapon, weapon ornaments. ornaments. Uh, but there there is one game changing thing that you can get, and that's a coin that increases the amount of experience and chan- higher increases your chance for high power drops and exotic drops. Yeah. But in a group, but you still have to fucking play the game, yeah, to get them. So the it, the whole point that EA missed here with this microtransactions things is that it has to be self sustainable. Yeah, you, you can't just apply a a, a well, transaction system that's like, yeah, if you want to spend four digits, you can have all the stuff. Yeah. Well, and so uh, what happened was. Everyone was pissed, and rightfully so. I mean, yep. it's a thing EA did, so. Uh, <laughs> they are very much <laughs> shouted at often. Yeah, uh, not exactly. And so they put, up, uh, <laughs> they put up a post on Reddit to sort of explain themselves. And it starts out with, and I quote, The intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment for unlocking different heroes. By mm. buying them? Yep, by buying them. By buying yeah. them. I work hard for my money, so I'm going to buy... Lo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I worked hard this week, so I'm going to buy Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I think this is like... And, and, and they're talking about, like, selecting, uh, you know, for the cost, selecting initial values based on data from the open beta. Yeah. Um, Which, from, you know, from the from the time it took, bullshit. Yeah. You, you, know. you were looking at the wrong data. Oh, yeah. Because nobody wants it, so how are you collecting this magical data that and they're like you know we're making adjustments to ensure that players have challenges that are compelling rewarding and attainable 
How is attainable? Thousand fucking four thousand hours like an attainable thing? Like, yeah. yeah. Am I going to be playing this game like to like fifty? What like, a Luke Skywalker skin or a character that costs like what ten thousand credits? Yeah. Or oh, well, like, it was closer to something like ten, uh, forty thousand or something yeah. like that. And, but and they, like, they, how many credits do you get? Like, what do you get for playing a game? Not very many. But uh, so the what like ends five up, ten? Well, what ends up happening is. Uh, uh, what they did is they actually reduced the amount of credits required for everything and they're like see we changed it and then everyone was like but you also reduced the number of credits you hand out yeah. not to mention there's a time limit <laughs> on them oh wow so, yeah. so the, ar- the arcade mode you get that you can play to earn them you can only play a certain number of times and then it time locks which the moment I heard that that was a thing I actually was watching uh uh, what's his name? He used to be, is it Boogie on? Yeah, Boogie2988. Yeah, he was playing it, and it popped up that he had to wait three hours to play his next match. And he's like, I just want to play the game. I I just want to play the game, and now I can't. That's yeah, crazy. I have to go play multiplayer where you don't earn anything in it. Yeah. You don't earn anything. Well, you earn experience and stuff, but I, it doesn't get you the the credits, from what I understand. Yeah, right. And I so, could be wrong there. So it the, basically it's fucking brutal. And uh, w- when EA put up this statement on Reddit, it it is now it's become legendary. Yeah, it is. It is now officially the most downvoted comment ever made. In well, the by some like fifty thousand downvotes being try closer to hundreds. No, of I, I seem to, I seem to recall the second most downvoted comment, like not even coming close it, to this. Oh yeah, well th- that's the thing is the this screenshot, which I don't know when this was taken, it was at two hundred negative two hundred and ninety one thousand. Jesus, <laughs> good, love it. That's yeah. what they deserve. They deserve to the backlash of huh? fucking over well, their. Like, without people, how are you going to keep making games there, friend? Like Exactly. And here's yep. the thing that's been making me worried about this is, um, so this is big news, right? It's exploded on Reddit. Not, oh, to, yeah. not to steal this from Tal's storytelling, but I want to sort of tell you the part that I caught on to here. Yeah. Right? It's gotten so much negative press that actual news stations are starting to carry the story. Yep. And now Wall Street investors oh, wow. are starting to pick up on this and these are the investors who invest in Disney. So it's coming to Disney's attention who owns all of the star Wars rights right now. So they're seeing this as getting really red hot and really bad. Yep. Right. To the point where they're worried it's going to actually hurt the last Jedi sales. Wow. Yep. Right. It's that negative. Wow. Yeah. That's bad. That is bad shit. Oh yeah. That's, that's very bad. That's... It's well, it's very bad news for Disney. Right? Yeah, no, it's awful. The thing is, I I really don't want also, I don't want Disney to be able to like get away with being just saying, oh, it was EA that did it. Because the thing is, you know, Disney was in on that fucking meeting. I don't think Disney has any interaction with it directly. Really? Yeah, because EA has the entire right to the property. They wow. don't need to consult. Right. Well, and and in something like that, Disney being as big as it is, I'm sure they're just like, 
go play. It's like they yeah. don't. Yeah, they I, don't. I'm sure they just went like, "Here, you have the video game. Make video game stuff that yeah. we yeah, don't you know do." What you're doing, yeah, yeah. Like they, they're not gonna. Yeah, he totally knows what they're doing. I, don't I like worry. what uh, senior taco salesman said in the chat. He said, "Just cut to the chase already, EA. Drop all your devs and start making sixty dollars mobile games because that's clearly that's, all you want that's to what do." They anyway. did. That's exactly what now, they want to do. Did you have you read this yet? Have you seen uh, this? No. So this came up recently. It's uh, a post from EA that says, uh, I'll just read this out because it's from the uh, GM at Dice. So the, the people who actually made it, the studio. Okay. Uh, it says, as we approach the worldwide launch. So it's not even out yet. Right? <laughs> the game is not launched worldwide yet. Um, it's clear that many of you feel there are still challenges in the design. We've heard, uh, we've heard the concerns about uh, potentially giving the players unfair advantages. And we've heard that this is overshadowing an otherwise great game. This was never our intention. Sorry we didn't get this right. We hear you loud and clear, so we're turning off all in-game purchases. We will now spend more time listening, adjusting, balancing, and tuning. This means that the option to purchase crystals in-game is now offline, and all progression will be earned through gameplay. The ability to purchase crystals in-game will become available at a later date, only after we've made changes to the game. We will share more details as we work on this. And that's from Oscar Gabrielson. Yeah. So mm. that sounds great, right? I'll believe they, it when I see it. Well, it, it's off. They turned it off. Yep. Uh, right. I'll believe it's it done. when it doesn't change back. <laughs> it, here's the thing. It's going to change back. What this is, to me, this is a plea. This is a plea of, look, we hear you. So we're going to turn this off for now. You're going to yeah. buy our game under this, this new pretense. And then we're going to bring back our slightly modified system well, that's still. Yeah, notice that that statement us. doesn't specify turning it off forever and that they will, in fact, be turning this on later once they work the details out. Well, here's the thing if it goes the way of like Destiny or uh, even Battlefront uh, or Battlefield uh, 1, or, which I've, I've played a fair bit of, um, where you can buy experience boosts to save yourself time, but take out all of the in game modifiers. Right, no aim, no aim boost, no shield boost, none of that, all gone. Yeah. All go away. Um, then okay, then you're bringing your thing back into alignment with what is currently a standard. Yeah, and then you have to price it effectively. The reason this bothers me the most is look at what it, look at what they are saying their video game is worth. Right, they've yeah. evaluated Battlefront Two at uh, just about five thousand dollars. There's no game on the planet that is individually, each copy is worth $5,000, yeah. either in time or direct purchase. Yeah. Well, and one of the, like, one of the big things that gets me about this, too, was it had it's come out, apparently, that they've removed the refund option from, yeah, from, from the, the website. From the website. Because they were getting so many, game. so many That's... refunded, you had to call them afterwards. Yeah, so now, yeah, you have to actually contact them to get your game refunded and apparently they're still getting so many refunds that it's you know uh you go into the chat and uh like there was a post on reddit of a guy having his it's game refunded post. and it just says you know oh you know uh the uh you know how can i help you and his all he said was i'm sure you've heard same as everyone else yeah. and the guy's like okay yeah. and refunds his game for them mm -hmm. like <laughs> So it, you know, it's, it's bad. Because, it is bad. Because offering something like that, I don't know, it's like 
Does does EA just want to be painted as like a snake oil salesman? Like I, I don't know what EA wants. <laughs> like, like I, I don't get it. It's a, just why would you do that? Like you have like in their hands, they've got amazing opportunity. Oh yeah, to bring oh, yeah. people what they want. They they have so many great intellectual properties, and they choose to do that. If yep. they if they would just if they would just for one fucking fragment of one moment just remove that like little bit of greed out of there like just a little bit because if they do that it's no different than the idea of that if you sell your product at a slightly lower cost than your competitor you will surpass them in sales and in money due to the in finance in finances due to the fact that more people will come and see you because they feel as though they're getting better value for their money and they don't feel cheated. But once you start fucking people, it's no different than people on eBay that do that, where they're like, they're like, okay, we'll tell you what, this this product here, say whatever, this phone, it five bucks. Okay. And everyone's like, wow, five dollars, that's awesome. And then a lot of people, like maybe not knowing, maybe new to eBay, bid on it, get it, and they're like, by the way, shipping is gonna be three thousand dollars yeah just so you know and you're just like but you said it was this and nobody's gonna it's like having to you know pay five dollars to use your blinkers on your car yeah well and that's the thing the concept of microtransactions in general bugs me in video games it it pisses me off but one of the things that is becoming increasingly obvious is that ea is not a video game company they are not in the business of making video games. And to be fair, they they aren't. They're a publisher. They doesn't produce their own yeah. stuff. EA is in the business of owning IPs. Yep, absolutely. They basically invest in an IP and then milk it dry. And then throw it in the And ground. then move on to another IP. That's mm-hmm. what they do. They're, they're basically the video game equivalent of a fucking patent troll. Right? And that's what they do is they, they find an IP that's really great. And buy it, make a fuckload of money off of it, and then move on to the next one, right? They don't want to make good games. You know, they, they really don't. They don't give a shit about making video games. All they want is to own the IP. That's it. And that's so sad because if they, if they truly just put their goddamn mind to it and wanted to do something for the people that they're selling this shit to, if they did that, they would make hand over fist and people would people would stick them in giant thrones and carry them around the fucking city because of what they've been doing to their favorite like their favorite franchises their favorite yep. things if they would just do that they would they would make the money they're looking for instead of fucking people yep. that's all they have to do well and and that's the thing is you know you have other companies right there are definitely some companies around that are in the business of making video games. Yep. People, that is right? first like, and foremost what they do. And they, they, you know, you have like CD Projekt Red. Yep. Right. Amazing. Every they're a good example. Everything they've touched has been fucking gold. And you know, they release their shit on like DRM free websites, and like you know, they they push hard for, for you know not doing microtransactions, and they're they're a great example of what to be as a video game developer. Yes. Right? Um, you know, they they don't do 
any of the bad habits of the current video game industry. Yep. Any of them. And, and, they, and yet they compete, which yeah. is the best part. Yeah. So, like, not just compete, they fucking own. Mm -hmm. They do really well. So, you know, they don't do the, you know, early release bullshit they you know the perpetually in beta oh fuck that bothers me so much. <laughs> early release shit they don't do uh the microtransactions they don't do always online drm you know none of it and they produce beautiful games with great stories good gameplay because the thing that they are first and foremost over anything else is a video game company yes Right. And there there are also some games where microtransactions are fine. And those are games like League of Legends, right? Yes. Riot Games is another great example of a good, reasonable video game company because they develop a game for competition. The entire game is pure gameplay. That's it. Yes. There is nothing else. And they offer microtransactions. Uh, for like it well and, and so first and foremost they don't charge you it's free to play yes right so you're not paying anything and they just sort of go hey if you guys want to support us and help us make this game here are some things you can buy and all it is again is just like skins and shit like that yep that's it and and that's perfectly reasonable to me you're giving away a game for free and just going hey if you want to help help us out here's some stuff that you can buy but you know basically donate us some money and here's some cool sh cool little perks yep you know that we'll give you right perfectly reasonable but if you're charging me 60 fucking dollars for a fucking game I had better not find out that I have to pay you for for extra characters and shit. For yeah. playability to yeah. actually play the fucking game. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't I don't know. There's there's so much and again, it's just it's unfortunate for anyone who was a fan of a franchise that EA bought. Well, and I'll say right now, I was super pumped for Battlefront 2. The story that the game looks like it has inside looks amazing. I'm not going to pay money for it. Yep. Right. I will get it like from a five dollar discount bin. EA right? is just so comically evil at this point that <laughs> they, yeah. I, I wonder why anyone still buys their their stuff. They, like it's funny that they're in the you know, the business of owning video it's games. It's IPs. like watching fucking Doctor Evil running a video game publishing company. <laughs> well the I, I Like all it, they want is money. I, well that's the thing is I find it funny that they're in the video games industry at all. And they basically personify the evil the bad evil guy yep. <laughs> in a ton of the video games. It's, like, yeah, at this point, it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be out of character for them for their CEO to be fucking like Doctor Claw, right? Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, it just like what do you what do you say to a guy like I'm, other than what Reddit said, know, right? Like. One of these days, I am just kind of waiting for like Trump to get up on podium. He's like, I've got a terrible secret. I actually run EA. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and the the uh, it's just it's sad in a way. Like you know, I'm kind of looking at it like, oh, here we go again. Like, but you know, but how and, is and it I'm here laughing. we go again? This is like the thirtieth fucking time. Well, yeah. Well, exactly. And that's the thing is, 
like I said, I do feel bad about people who are fans of the franchise because I know how it feels. I was a fan of a of a bunch of IPs that EA bought up and fucking ruined. Yep. You know, I was a, actually a fan of fucking uh, Max's games. Oh yeah, and, and the Sim City. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they ruined it. Yep. It's gone. It's gone forever. It's gone forever. I don't think they're ever going to release another SimCity game. No. Because they wrecked it. You know, and it's like, so now I play City Skylines, right? The Sims was kind of fun while it lasted. Yep. And then they ruined it. with they ruined it. With microtransactions and bullshit, right? EA does this so habitually at this point, though, that in a way, I can't help but feel just a little bit vindicated in saying see they really are that bad yeah well, they really are like there's a, there were a bunch of people that like oh they're but they're not that bad though. and i'm like no look, yeah they are they really are they've had a consistent track record for years now yeah so i don't know the, it's gotten to the point now where i think they've disillusioned enough at least i hope they've disillusioned enough people that next time ea is like we're making this new game everyone's just gonna be like yeah whatever i think like, i think that's sort of the sad part is because to start out with it was kind of like okay that was kind of a dick move, but you know we'll let that slide. And I think at this point, like it's a motherfucking landslide. Like, yeah. e- like, e- it <laughs> seems like EA started with a business plan to see like how evil they could get. <laughs> yeah, like how far can we push? And this? yeah, now they're just they're fucking cartoonish with yeah. how evil they are. So that's so yeah, brutal. that that's that's the EA bullshit. <laughs> You know, if and if you were a fan of Star Wars and we're looking forward to Star Wars Battlefront, I really am sorry. You know, we're uh, we're sorry for all the lives that EA has touched up until present day. Yeah, let us know. take a moment to remember all of the good games EA has destroyed over the years, it, uh, and, and uh, we'll continue to know, destroy. There, there's nothing good about another video game franchise getting ruined, right? Nope. There, there's nothing to celebrate. So I don't know. I, you know, if you're one of those people who wanted this game, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, hopefully, better luck next shit time. Shit sucks, yo. Hopefully, uh, after this, like, media shit storm, though. Yeah. That they might, just for, like, even a moment, just, you know, well, try to band aid something. <laughs> I just want to see EA burn to the ground. And here's the thing with it actually hitting Wall Street and investors. That's how you're going to get EA's attention. That yeah. that right? makes me really a, happy to hear. A lot of people say go after EA by going, you know, by not buying their game. They won't notice. Oh, yeah, not right? at all. It's the investor side that you need to hit. Their stock dropped 30%. Their CEO will be walked out of the building. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I, I like what... Uh... I kind of had to chuckle at what uh, Senor Taco Salesman said in the chat where he said, I don't think Star Wars fans can longer, uh, can longer be surprised about bad things anymore. It, it is unfortunate. Star Wars has been rife with shitty things happening to the franchise. <laughs> Though now with Disney in charge, the new movies, they've been okay. Uh, yeah. The What was it? Rogue One well, wasn't my favorite. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I will typically give a thumbs up to any movie that I would qualify as adequate these well, days. That's the thing is, I to, there were a that lot of, movie didn't piss me off. Good job. There were a lot of people that didn't <laughs> like it. I I wouldn't say like that. I didn't like it. It was it was okay. Yeah, it was it was decent. It, it was kind of like watching all three 
like four, five, and six Star Wars movies at once. Well, that was the part that got me because, like, watching it, I'm like, this should have just been three movies because <laughs> there are three very distinct, very heavily condensed storylines. I just figured that it. was the result mm. of trying to push so much nostalgia into the new well, movie to reaffirm their place in the hearts of Star Wars th- fans well, everywhere. That really was its downfall, is they just tried to put too much in the one fucking movie. Well, yeah. so, no, I would argue that it worked because I know a lot of Star Wars fans that were really tickled pink by that movie. Well, and, and like, you know, like I said, is it, well, you know, Star Wars having the unfortunate movie track record that it has, you know, just being half decent as I a mean, Star like, Wars movie is kind of a plus. Because, <laughs> like, similarly, like, you know, I love Avatar The Last Airbender, and I wish they would have made a movie for it. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have yeah. been nice. That would have yeah. been nice. Um, well, it, so I I know where you know it, it, it's it's a pain we can all relate to. I it, feel it's sort of the same situation that Ghost in the Shell was in when that movie came out. I mean, it wasn't a great movie. It really wasn't, but it was adequate. Yeah. So for an <laughs> anime movie, we're all like, fuck yeah! Like in most cases, <gasps> adequate's all I want because I just. Finding something I enjoy these days is just becoming more and more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need every movie that comes out to blow my mind. No. No. I just need to be entertained. You entertain me in your movie? Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the thing is the, you know, down like Rogue One, like I said, to me, it was, it was okay. The, the, the first, uh, what was it? Uh, The, the, the first Disney one they did. Force Unleashed. That one. That one was great. I loved that movie. That was a really good movie. Uh, Rogue One, I was like, eh. and I'm, you know, I am going to go see Last Jedi. Yeah, I, right? I for sure am. So, uh, you know, I hopefully things in the Star Wars franchise are starting to look oh. up. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> I'm going to divert us off oh. this track, though. But... Car corrected us. It's not Force Unleashed. It's Force Awakens. Whatever. <laughs> Unleashed was the video game. Car wants your geek car. Uh... Star killer. Yeah, the Star Killer. Star Killer. You know um, what though? Like that game though, I great, but yeah, I, I you know I what? great, I, but yeah, you know what? I maybe I won't right now. Yeah, we'll Let's we'll go come to a back. Different thing. We will have more Star Wars to talk about soon. I'm, um, I'm sure we will. I know Adam had a thing that he wanted to talk about, and I, I think we're at a good divergent point. I did have a thing. All right, so, um. I I read this <laughs> I read this thing and like I feel terrible for this guy but uh so what I'm going to do is I'll uh as I'll paint you mo- all a motherfucking picture. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> uh, imagine yourself as a old man or woman. Okay. Done. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there already. Um you know, you're, you're, uh, you live in Britain. Perfect. You, uh, it's, like I said, you're about, you're 87 years old. Oh, pretty, feel, pretty old, like I've, pretty I, along your way. I feel 20 years the younger. bones are turned to dust. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty old. And, uh, you're, you know, you're just relaxing. Maybe it's a Sunday. Nice Sunday. You look outside and. You know, maybe it's a little rainy, and you're just enjoying your Sunday, watching the telly, you know, you're pretty happy. And then, uh, then all of a sudden, without warning, blaring in your ears is the British National Anthem. <laughs> and um, you look at the TV, 
that's not what's on the TV. That's that's not what you're watching at all. You know, you you go to see if your partner's blaring the radio or something. No, you're the only one home. Okay. <laughs> I don't normally have national Did anthems you? explode, but uh... <laughs> so there is a there is a wonderful old man in Britain uh, by the name of Ron Goldspink, who is afflicted with a very, very awful and slightly rare disorder called MES, which is musical ear syndrome. What? Commonly, commonly attributed to when you get older and your hearing starts to depreciate, it is a rare disorder that can develop, which causes uh, auditory hallucinations. <laughs> And unfortunately for Ron, the only thing he hallucinates is the British national anthem turned up to fucking 11. Oh, my God. It's like (laughs) shitty synesthesia. Man, I don't think I could take God Save the Queen that loud that often. He says on average he hears it 17 hundred times a week. (laughs) (laughs) How patriotic Uh, is this man? Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He says the only way he can drown it out is he removes one of his hearing aids and then he turns the TV way up for his other ear and it's the only way he can drown it up. Otherwise, it says it drives him absolutely stark raving. <laughs> that's oh awful. My God. Oh, Isn't that the fucking worst? And like... even worse, just imagine once uh, uh, once the queen passes away and we get a king again, he's going to have the wrong song in his ear forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, this poor man is, yeah, it's just plays on a loop. Oh in my his God. Head. Could oh. you imagine that? Like 17... Hundred times a week. I, I, I only one, so- <laughs> one song I would... to hear for the rest of your life. I don't think most people would pick the national anthem. Like, could you could you just imagine anything? Like anything seventeen hundred times a week. No. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I, I mean, can see. I mean, th- that is bad because, like, you know, I was watching the show that was talking about the this disorder that this dude has. Where he just has uncontrollable orgasms constantly. Apparently, like, I, I watch that same kind of program. Evidently, everyone's like, because everyone comments on them, they'll be like, that'd be awesome. That's great. They're yeah. like, no, actually, it's... I'm just frustrated and fucking exhausted all the time. Yeah. They're like, it's, it's horrible. It is absolutely <laughs> horrible. And that was an orgasm. Like, <laughs> how bad. Well, must it be to hear the fucking national I don't know, anthem? That, that's one of those, like, <laughs> you know, this or that kind of questions. Would you rather? Because yeah. I would almost rather having the national anthem as opposed to ejaculating constantly. Well, it, it's something like uh, every... Uh, it was like Is every... it actually giving him hearing damage with how loud it is? Uh, no, it just it's just bad. Like, just to stupid. drown it out, to drown it out... He says that, like, that's all well, he Well, to drown do. it out, he has to give himself hearing damage. Ba- basically, like, he just can't, like, it's it's rough. Yeah, like, that he would just, be rough. And I oh. think the picture of him is very appropriate. Because uh, <laughs> that's probably what he I can't for, say that I wouldn't just base. shoot myself in the head right then. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, like, he just, um, and he said that, like, how rough it's been is he... 
he used to he used to go over and complain and like call and complain about his next door neighbors. And <laughs> is he getting noise complaints now? Because well, no, because he thought he thought that it was all of them. And he's like, who the fuck is playing music? Like, yeah. and he just, yeah, he called and complained and he just couldn't forget. And it took him months to figure out like that it was his own fucking eardrums just oh. being like, by the way, here we go. Like second verse, same as the first. Like, <laughs> oh my uh, God. Yeah. I just like, oh, and man. That, that frequent, I, I, I'd be dead in a week. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would just, I'd like, kill myself. Yeah, my ears. Like, yep. And the worst part is, is like, he just like it, it's worse because his hearing is depreciated. Yeah, like it's so just that's the only thing he can really hear. That's but like he's got he's got like obviously hearing aids, but the the fact that it's because the the only reason the disorder <laughs> developed is because his hearing is going away, and the only thing he can hear virtually clearly without his hearing aids is the national anthem and it's just this relentless cycle because he has to keep the tv blared with one hearing aid it's just while the other one takes a break basically yeah he just takes out one so he can't like just to drown it but how does that even work because like it's 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 oh my god this man's life just sounds awful he just (laughs) he's already old he's got this thing now and like he might as well just kill himself (laughs) jesus could you imagine though being almost 90 and being like being like i'm done if i was 90 and came down with sudden british anthem syndrome (laughs) i'd off myself just saying so that's i you know what i want i would like as kind of a fun thing for emails for us, I want people to write in and tell us maybe what you do. Or if there is a song or something you could tolerate that frequently in in the span of a week, if you could hear something 1,700 times and you wouldn't immediately jump off a bridge, let us know. <laughs> do you know uh, and don't do you forget, that's for 1,700 times a week each week. It, it would be uh, like mall Christmas music because I just tuned it out. Yeah, because yeah, if you right. could tune it, would it just out, fade like... into the background. I wouldn't be able to hear anything. But <laughs> for you know. for me, it would be that song from the uh, from the Happy Mall in fucking uh, Blue Stinger. Yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> like, oh my god, I'd fucking shoot myself. <laughs> that, that's the best case scenario. The the only thing I could probably tolerate is I don't know, I can't remember what episodes it's from, uh, what episode it's from, but there's an episode of South Park where there's like a little montage and they just do this little... <laughs> just that, Actually. And it's just like a little like... No, see, I've... I know, I know. Yeah, that's all it is. Just a shitty little mouth ditty. And if it was just that, that I just like. Eh, eh, eh. If I could, if I could choose a song, it'd be the theme from uh, Stranger Things, so that I could just creep around people's houses, <laughs> <laughs> investigating everything. Ah, uh, <laughs> so good. That's wonderful. Yeah. So poor Ron. Let's uh, let's send him our prayer, shall we? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So shall we uh, shall we let Car have a turn? We turn. we shall, I think. Car, it's your turn. Hurry up and get in here. Have a turn. Yeah. A turn. Have a turn. Oh, God. Why? Children. 
Well, I'm going to go turn on card segment. Okay. Okay. Don't do it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Carr, and tonight we're going to talk about keeping your promises. Um, well, you know, at least not with us, but with the government. So, uh, earlier this week, uh, the Trudeau government went and announced their new mandate tracker. Um, what is a mandate tracker, you say? Well, basically what they've gone and done is uh, the Trudeau government has gone and put up uh, on a, a part of the Canada.ca website a, well, mandate tracker. Specifically what it's doing is it's kind of keeping track of how many of their campaign promises, uh, or more specifically their mandate promises, and I'll get into the difference in a moment, uh, that they've actually been holding to. Now, on the surface, this seems kind of neat, and it's definitely a new thing for um, for our government in Canada to do, beyond the usual just throwing speeches or things like that of, you know, we're doing great and, and all that. Now, what this actually is on this website is it's a item-by-item, list-by-list track of all of the things that the government said it was going to do and how they're doing on those promises. Um, so if you were to actually go to the website, uh, it's uh, canada.ca slash results. Uh, and it goes through all of the, basically the stuff they said they would do. Now, this particular website is tracking a total of 364 commitments. Now, so far, according to the government, they've met uh, 66 of their promises in their mandate. They've got 218 that are on track, 13 that are underway with challenges, which is, again, cute, three that are not being pursued, one of which is my beloved and shot in the head before it could really get off, truly get off the ground electoral form, and then 21 that are listed as ongoing commitments. Now, this isn't the first time that something like this has been done, but up until now, it's always been done by third parties. And unless you know where to look for these third party ones, um, you know, you're never going to actually take a look at this. And to be honest, a bunch of it's only ever done by people who really care and are really taking a look at it anyways. So, I mean, the big difference with the actual government doing it, it's both good. And then I've also got some mixed opinions on it as well is on the good side. Um, right. It's, it's on the Canada.ca website. It's fairly easy to find. Now, again, you still kind of have to know it's there. Um, and you know, it's not like it's being advertised, at least I haven't seen it advertised yet, uh, on, you know, cable news or anything like that. It's not being, uh, blasted around. There's no mailers going, Hey, take a look at this website to see how your government's doing. Uh, but I'm sure I'm sure that we are going to see this uh, trumpeted a little bit more when it comes around to the next election in uh, uh, 2019, 2019. I guarantee you this website is going to come up. Uh, and I mean, they're establishing it now because that gives them that precedent. See, this isn't something we've just put together uh, at the last possible minute to try and show off. Like this is something we've been actively committed to for years. And on the one side, this is good. I mean, it's nice to be able to actually see a transparent government for once, especially after the, the one we had for the last 10 years, um, right? Seeing the government be able to play out on the floor, hey, here's all of our stuff, here's what we're doing. Now, I mentioned before that this is a mandate tracker and not a, you know, a promises tracker. So what's the difference? Well, uh, every time after a, uh, 
a prime minister forms government and their cabinet gets formed and everything, the prime minister sends out what's called mandate letters to all of their various ministers, right? He'll send one to the minister. Well, actually, I'll use a great example. Uh, at the very beginning of the uh, of his term, uh, Trudeau sent a letter to the minister of educational or of electoral reform, I should say, who'd said, you are going to go and basically get me a consensus on what we're going to reform the voting system to. Now, of course, we know how that turned out. And that would definitely, again, this is one of the promises that is listed as not being pursued on this new mandate tracking website. Um, but basically, yeah, these the mandate letters are, are the outline from the prime minister to his ministers saying, here is kind of what I want your office to accomplish. Uh, now, as I mentioned, these are things that have gone on in the past, but Trudeau is the first prime minister to make his mandate letters public. Um, beyond that, they would always have to be, you know, leaked by some overuker staffer or something like that. Um, this time they were, hey, here are the mandate letters that I have sent to all of my various departments. Now, I mentioned that there's other third-party websites to do this as once. Now, one that uh, came out almost immediately, it's actually done by the University of Laval, um, if you're curious, you can find it at poltext.org uh, slash en, English, uh, slash polymeter, P-O-L-I meter. Um, now, theirs is a little bit different, but again, the big difference is that they're tracking based on, on the actual campaign and uh, platform promises as opposed to these mandate letters. And so the big difference on that one, first, they've got less categories. So instead of the couple of the fun ones like completed and modified or underway with challenges, uh, like what is on the, the government website, the Laval one just tracks promises kept, promises kept in part or are in the works, promises not yet rated, and promises broken. Um, now, again, in both those cases, the promise is broken. That electoral reform I keep going on about. Grr. Uh, but Laval right now has a score of 110 promises kept with 138 in that in part or in the works. They haven't gotten to rating 93 of those and then 12 broken promises. Again, when we compare that to the government website, the government is saying that they only have three that are just not being pursued with another 13 that are underway with challenges. Now, again, the other interesting one on that underway with challenges is those are the ones that they're saying that they're trying to keep their promise, but they've run into unforeseen roadblocks. Now, one of the things in that underway with challenges, lovely category, is the budget. Now, back when they first got voted in, if you might remember, uh, I was mentioning that Trudeau got elected on the promise that he was going to run deficits for a couple of years, uh, but was going to have everything balanced out by the in time for the next election, which is honestly smart gamesmanship for the election anyways, because if you can budget the balance the budget by the time of that election, hey, you look great. Um, that is definitely one of those ones that is with challenges right now. Uh, basically, unless they find an extra $20 billion sitting around somewhere, like if you were to find a you know $20 bill in a coat you haven't worn in a while, they're probably not going to nail that one. And I'm pretty sure that's one that Laval is already counting as a broken promise. So... My issue with it is right now, again, this is on the official Government of Canada website for the this tracker. Now, the Government of Canada website has absolutely been used for partisan purposes in the past. It's still pretty plain and bland. If you go to the website, it's just got its big old boring blue banner text with the Government of Canada written at the top. But that's the trick. It is 
government of Canada, not just Canada. And, you know, some of the things that go up on that website are absolutely the result of partisan policies, the policies that have been come up with by the liberals or the conservatives. I mean, infamously, the uh, government under Stephen Harper did not call themselves the government of Canada. They consistently were calling themselves the Harper government. Uh, and that was like in, I mean, their marketing, basically. It was, the, it was the official communication was the Harper government and the government of Canada. But Trudeau so far, it's just gone back to the government of Canada. But for somebody outside looking in or someone who's, you know, got a, kind of just a, an outside sort of knowledge of what's going on, is this seems like it, it, it could be a nonpartisan sort of just official counter. And it's not. This is absolutely something that's been put in place by the liberal by the liberal government. And this is kind of where I take some issue. Again, if you compare even just those categories that I was talking about with this mandate tracker, uh, as opposed to the campaign promises, um, you know, again, they are, they have that room where they can fiddle things. Uh, I mentioned there was a promise there on the liberal government site that is completed but modified. Now, the specific promise on that one is when the liberal government made promises that they were going to get 25,000 Syrian refugees safe and sound in Canada by the end of, uh, by the end of 2015. Uh, as it turned out, they were able to get that many people in, but they weren't safe in Canada until February of 2016. And so that's why they consider that one completed but modified. Um, now, the Laval website, I think, does actually count that one technically as uh, as one of their in part or in the works category. But like I said, when you're able to add in, again, these extra marketing terms, these buzzwords, you can, I mean, control the message. That's an important part of holding political power. It's just if you can control that narrative, just ask the Republicans, they're masters of it. And so seeing this on an official on, a, on the government website, um, right, where someone just who would be interested in immigrating to Canada, someone who is not as politically versed could interpret this as a, a partisan kind of tracker. Now, the other difference, again, is because this one is tracking the mandate letter promises as opposed to the original campaign promises. Uh, that's also something that, you know, right after getting elected, there were a few things that changed between the original liberal platform and then what actually went out in these letters. So, again, it's a little bit more of, you know, for a couple of those promises that they realized they would never be able to keep, they immediately were able to either write those out of the mandate letters uh, or change the numbers, change the goals, etc. And again, it allows them to scoot a little bit more into that fully met category. So, yeah, that's that's basic. Now, again, if you want to keep track of this, again, it is publicly accessible. It's um, Canada.ca slash results. Uh, or, again, if you want the uh, light, slightly less partisan one, uh, the Trudeau tracker, again, is that polltext.org uh, slash en slash pollimeter. Uh, they're both really interesting. And, again, it, it so far, again, if you want to know what's going on, which, again, I've always you know, been harping on is, Keep yourself informed, because, hey, that, that shit's important, yo. Uh, now, if only we could get one of these for Trump, because that would be fucking hilarious. But that's all for me for tonight. Uh, as always, if you have any questions, comments, etc., us at unfurled.net, or, of course, you can jump on our Telegram channel. My name is Carr. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled. Dead air. Dead air. Dead hair. Uh... Dead air. Oh, can they hear dead us now? Air. Dead 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 air. And we're back. <laughs> we're back.
So we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're, back. Uh, we're back, and we actually do have a fuckload of email. Yeah. We do. Do we? Um, I I do want to briefly mention this. Uh, the one that you were talking about from Pidget from, here. From Pidget. Yeah. So Dr. Pidget sent us a very, very detailed, very, very long, long email. email. It's basically a fucking like high school project essay uh, in an email, which it, it does contain some, you know, a bunch of uh, really good arguments. And uh, I actually, I enjoyed the read, um, you know, uh, there, there's a couple things I think that were, you know, the point was missed, but whatever, that's entirely besides the point. Well, like the actual statements made were pretty reasonable. Well, um, I, so I, I just wanted to mention that we, you know, we, we've received it. We've read it. Uh, it's just probably, we need time to address it properly. Well, oh my God, it is 2000 words long. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. It, it is, it is quite long. Uh, unfortunately not, uh, Airworthy, especially since we have what like five other emails to get to. Yeah, we we're going to go um, over it. We'll have a uh, some commentary for you soon. We yeah. we promise. So I, I did just want to read this one thing that I think sums it up great. Uh, it says uh, here at the end, uh, episode fourteen, no disagreements. Period. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, considering uh, how contrary the rest of the email is, oh, being a douche. Yeah. <laughs> Followed by, I feel sad and tired right now. Yeah. And um, appear to. Yeah, so he's a sad and tired person who doesn't agree with anything we've ever said. Uh, the rest of this email totally doesn't, con uh, you know, doesn't uh, rebuke. Rebuke. Rebut, rebut any of our uh, any of the points we've ever made. Uh, I um I just want to uh, take note at the beginning part where it's almost as if everyone gets a friendly <laughs> greeting, <laughs> but me. And for some reason, uh, it's yeah. it's like it's hey. like hey everyone else, and then it's just like hey. Adam in, in quotes <laughs> like <laughs> I'm just like what the fuck did I do yeah. no uh, yeah. I, I like that car is second on the list of intros here yeah. like hey Vox on, hey car hey Tal hey Roland hey yeah Adam like yeah, I know like <laughs> last and most definitely least <laughs> but it's like it's like even like the friendliness of like hey uh like, you guys get all the hayas. Like, even yeah. that A just seems to put, yeah. like, a positive, friendly upbeat onto something where it's just, like, all your favorite uh, people. It's like responding to your, someone responding to your three-paragraph text with, okay. Yeah. yeah. that's. But, but, yeah, to be serious, though, the rest of this email actually does have, there's a, it's a very long email with a bunch of very detailed rebuttals to a bunch of the arguments we've made on the show uh, and I don't know, I think maybe we could, uh, we might be able to like, just post a, like post this somewhere and have a link to it in the show description. So that yeah, as long as we have a, a reply. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, just cause yeah, there, there's just way too much here, uh, to read <laughs> in one episode. Uh, but yeah, very, very good job. Thank you for emailing this in. That's there, awesome. Thank there's you. Definitely we, we appreciate the, uh, the constructive comments and we do. rebuttals. Uh, you know, there's a, there's some stuff in here that, you know, there, there's some really, really good points, you know, stuff about like gun laws, talking about like some of the things I said about no bombing, bombings going down, 
uh, men, you know, talking about uh, artists' rights and privacy and how, you know, if they decide they don't want us to have it, it's entirely their right. Uh, you know, he talks about, um, what was it? Oh, uh, he was talking about, actually, he was more agreeing with you, Adam, on the Harvey Weinstein thing, just saying, you know, that it's it's hor the one of the most horrifying things is that nobody did anything about it, even though everybody knew. Uh, and he, you know, he does mention things about, you know, how it, victims not coming forward either is it's it it's not good either, you know, because in an essence it kind of let him continue, um, and mentioned the HIV laws, which for the most part agreed, but disagreed on a couple little details. Uh, and the taxation thing, uh, he talks about how he doesn't want his, you know, he agrees with taxes going up, but doesn't want his money spent on stupid shit. Yeah, I think we um, can yeah. all agree with yeah, that. Nobody all... wants their tax money spent on stupid shit. Yeah. No, we're okay with higher taxes as long as it's like legitimate, right? Yeah. And uh, mind you, we do have those problems. We yeah. Just more or less choose to accept them because it's still the hundred thousand dollar blue ring, uh, or what was it five hundred thousand dollars or something like that? I, I don't know. I, I, I believe wanted, it was a half mil. Yeah. I want to go knock it over. That's five hundred thousand dollars on a fucking blue ring. But what are we gonna do if if Sanic the Hedgehog ever comes to visit? <laughs> um, so uh, and he actually does mention like a hundred thousand dollars that were spent on like a public art installation that he doesn't think is giving a hundred thousand dollars of social benefit. Uh, he does give a quote about, uh, you know, if we want the government to do less, we have to do more. Um, what else? Yeah. Uh, basically saying that he, he would basically, he would agree to higher taxes if it could be guaranteed that said taxes were being spent effectively, uh, I guess is, is what I'm getting from the general gist of this. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, just to briefly sum up some of the things that he talked about, cause I, I don't think it would be fair to just be like, yeah, he wrote us an email and disagreed. We're not going to talk about any yeah, of it. No, we'll, we'll definitely find yeah. a way to, to give a better reply in, yeah. in full because it, it deserves it. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing is even like my brief summary there took about the time span of a standard but, email. So. But based on, uh, based on the, uh, uh, I used just a quick word counter to count it and it had a, how much time it would take to speak that email. So to read the email would take us 11 and a half minutes. Oh my God. Yeah. So we will, we'll, we'll get back to you, Pidget. We promise. Never mind. Yeah. I was, I was actually talking to Vox before the show, the whole like talking, like what you're, what you've written sort of thing. But the segment that I'm thinking of doing was supposed to be a minute. And then you realized a minute's a really short. And then I realized three paragraphs takes about 30 seconds on average to read. And I'd written three pages. Yep. Yeah. I was like, hmm. Well, <laughs> back to the old drum board. Time to restructure. Yeah. <clears throat> well, how about I grab this email then from, uh, from Talu? Sure. Perfect. Dear Unfurled, I'm writing to ask you about your various camping adventures. What were your most memorable, uh, memorable moments and most novel piece of camping gear or the piece you're most fond of, be it lanterns, stoves, radios, etc.? Mine is a split. Oh, mine is a split between uh, a school camp in Kangaroo Valley and more recently, a music festival deep in the Yas Valley. Oh my God, Yas Valley. Yas. Yas. Um, looking forward to more, looking more to move podcasts, your lantern-loving fan, Talu. Well, I can go over this really easy. Um, 
My favorite camping trip, there's an annual camping trip that we go on. Uh, it's always a good yep. time. Furthest north. Like, always it's pretty a great. good time. Uh, yep. As for my favorite piece of camping gear for a birthday, I got this camp kitchen, which is basically just a big wire frame with some tables and some storage space in it. But it's amazing. It makes just storing my food and crap so much easier. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I go on the same camping trip every year. We do that. Uh, sometimes we do two, uh, depending on how things line up in the summer. Um, as far as camping gear, I'm very much actually kind of a camping minimalist. I used to do the, like, you know, I'd pack a cooler full of, like, cool shit. I'd be like, oh, you know, it'd be great while camping. Steak. Let's do camp steak. And I like, love doing camp steak. Yeah, you know, I do camp steak all the time. Yeah, or, you know, burgers and all this shit. But now, I I literally just fill a cooler full of fucking hot dogs and Strongbow. Yep. And then I Which- just... Is just as good for camping. Yeah. And well, I mean, I just, like, I just sit at the fire and I'm like, I'm going to have a hot dog. And I just have a hot dog. You just put see, it on a stick, hold it over some fire, and you you have a hot dog. There's no fucking around with the fucking cast iron pans or lighting up fucking like. The you, you say that grill. like you can't cook a steak using one of those like sandwich press camping grills. Yeah, but I, I then I have to fuck around with folding shit. This way I just go boop and hold it over a fire done you know what? Uh, not a bad idea however from the voice of experience that eating hot dogs for depending on how long you're going camping that very very much depends on that because if you're just going for a day or whatever day or two uh, then like the, hot dogs I, are sufficient but four days i'm not I eating just, hot dogs straight four days and i and i never like almost never in my life i can count basically on one hand the amount of times i've had heartburn and it's every time I try to do that when I go camping. <laughs> uh, well, and that's why I bring different kinds of hot dogs. <laughs> oh, no. Now we're just getting crazy, yo. Yeah. So so, so you have, like, your regular hot dog. Then you have, like, the all beef. Smoky. Then you have the chicken. And then you have the, the smoky. You know, but then why not? Like, cooking the steak is just as easy. Why don't you bring something better than just hot dogs? Except cooking the steak isn't just as easy. With this, I just stab it and hold it over, hold it on uh, fire. And a that's, little bit of that's variety. Easy. A little bit of variety, in my opinion, is preferred for yeah. my camping experience. Not too much. I don't think you should need to go overboard because there's definitely easy ways to go overboard. Yeah. Well, like, oh, yeah. people, but, people always make the mistake of trying to plan for like several different meals buying different things for each different meal and you know what sometimes it like sometimes it works out well i mean i know that before the last last one i know vox and i went to costco and we just picked out stuff because we were going to share the same cooler and drive together i mean like i'm I'm all for easy food preparation but you know i do it in the form of like you know boiled like hot instant oats or um like cereal or like fruit, things that are easy to oh, trail eat. mix is so good. Mm, the, like, the I, my my favorite piece of camping equipment that I had the pleasure of using recently, my espresso machine. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I love that you dragged that out out there. To, oh yeah, to give you an idea, our, I had to make sure it worked. Our campsite is six hours away. Yeah, and way away. Yeah, there no cell signal, no electricity, no running water, nothing. Oh, I no. beg to differ about the electricity. Yeah, I brought, brought an eight thousand watt generator. <laughs> and well, in that and a lot of the a lot of the other guys that come with us, they bring like 
big ass solar panels and shit like that. And, well, yeah. that's the, it's what I what I was I not it, a fan of was having to drag that fucking thing out, out into the woods. Well, I find it funny how many trailers there are now because it nobody had a trailer before. And now yeah. everybody has. And one. now everybody fucking has one, and I'm just like. I don't. It's not I don't an, like trailers. It's not an uncommon trend. I mean, I just went. I just went camping not that long ago in Hinton, and we were the only camp. And I'm talking a lot of people. Like it was, it was filled to the brim with campers. Literally everyone, but our four tents or our five tents had a tent trailer, yeah. even a small I, one, anything. I have to say that going with the camper last time was so much better why having having it's warm i have a bed i can store stuff that i don't have to take down afterwards like i just get to drive away see with me i find it i find that funny because when when we got there i arrived slightly uh like right at the same time as the people we were traveling with and my tent and everything was all set up uh before they were done setting up their camper and then <laughs> during teardown i was packed up and ready to go before they were even close to done packing up all their shit so and that's what i mean like i'm kind of a camping minimalist i don't want to have to deal with like ripping down a bunch of shit and repack it no, fuck that i hey look the cooler with the hot dogs in it okay in the car Literally, the only thing I tear down is my tent, and that takes ten minutes. So yep. everything else, it it just it doesn't get unpacked because there's just nothing to pack. See, for me, if I camped more, if I was camping seven or eight times over the summer, I'd probably want a camper just to keep uh, uh, like setup becomes a routine. Yeah, right. I'm not trying to nail my cheap ass stakes into rocks in the ground that is frustrating um but because i only do it once or twice a year right now it's not worth the investment no and in fairness that camper wasn't bought for the purpose of camping true yours wasn't no No. uh but yeah a lot of uh and you know i get it like a a couple of our friends are borrowing you know their parents trailers uh you know one of the other ones bought it for burning man which okay yeah fair enough that makes sense uh so you know uh, it's just i don't know if i could ever really do it it's just there's so much work and then you got to store it and then that's the other problem is i don't have a place to put it you got to store the fucking thing and you have to maintain the thing and it's just another thing to keep insured and you got to put a fucking plate on the thing and oh my it's just i don't know i just don't want to fucking deal with it (laughs) like i think think like a little pop trailer is pretty acceptable though get it getting your trailer insured and a license plate for it isn't that difficult uh, my trailer has just a permanent registration oh really yeah oh cool <clears throat> it's just i don't know it's just another thing i don't want to deal with yeah so yeah I my mean, my uh my my favorite part my favorite piece of camping gear is literally the fire poker stick because <laughs> it's your food machine yeah now, see replace that with the camping grill thing for me yeah. And that, like, aside from the obvious, you know, doesn't count espresso machine, the, the camping grill is my favorite thing. It's also not like I haven't done the camping grill thing. I mean, there was that one year where I literally did ate nothing. I, I made ramen. Like, 
And not like instant ramen either, but like proper kombu stock fucking... Yeah, Mr. Hot Dog, like sitting on the bench, chopping his fucking like fatty pork and yeah. making ramen at the yeah. campfire. I, 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 I literally, one year I literally did, I had like, you know, uh, chasho pork belly. I did, uh, you know, I had an actual like soft boiled ramen. Egg, like, I just don't understand eggs. you sometimes. And like, I only bring hot dogs cause it's the easiest thing in the world. That was a while ago. It, it was That's not. Years ago now. Yeah. It, it was like two years ago. Maybe. Uh, I seem to remember that happening like last year. No, no, that wasn't last year. I do, I do. However, remember I, the molten brie, which was pretty funny from two years ago. That wasn't mine. Yeah, it was the the brie. You baked it, yeah, over your yeah. Thing. The, the, okay, so someone else was baking the brie. It wasn't my brie. Um, I thought it was your. I no, sworn it was. It's your just brie. I started freaking out because the person doing it, it started fucking melting everywhere. Yeah, like it was actual molten cheese, like actual <laughs> molten. Like yeah. when it hit the air, it made a whoop kind of sound yeah. because, <laughs> because it was being super cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, no, it, I I don't remember whose it was. At least I don't think it was mine. I don't ever remember packing brie. I swear it was yours. I know that the tr- the crazy tripod cooking thing, which everyone should have, because that thing that was thing's great. dynamite. That thing is fantastic. But I, I thought the brie was yours. I know the stand thing wasn't, but you were the, like, I'm going to use this. And you're like, I'm going to yeah, bake I this Yeah, I thought brie. that was your brie. The, the, I know the bacon was mine. Because the, there was molten I, I, bacon, yeah, too. <laughs> I, I was the one who did the bacon that basically turned into charcoal uh but i don't think the brie was mine i i i remember being there and offering substantial amounts of advice for how to do this brie well i like how like anything that ridiculous happens at camping we just instinctively apparently blame tal like starting a cult but no one no that wasn't me yeah but no one actually remembers tal not doing it (laughs) we all remember tal explicitly like handling and cooking the brie i did handle it but like you don't think it was my brie see and we think it was we, so I we th- think you're lying. I definitely remember the bacon was definitely yours. Yeah, the so. bacon was mine. Yeah, that, that was mine. <laughs> Which made a similar whoop sense yeah, sure. when it dropped out. <laughs> because it, it started a fucking grease fire, so you had yeah. flaming grease droplets. It, it was like, it was it was like those fucking... Christmas icicles that just kind of accept yeah. it's grease fire. <laughs> it, that was bad. Uh, That's the best thing about the fire, though. Did you make a mistake? Eh, just leave it. It goes away on its own. Yeah, <laughs> fire will fix all your mistakes. Right. Uh, What's uh, our next email? Amal. Uh, uh, from I think the the last the next three are three from, are from senior, senior tacos. Yeah. So we're we've got okay. A whole so other. these these next uh, okay. Uh, yeah, just read them all back to back. We um, it's one email in three parts. We should uh, we should just take uh, I think a second to also thank Talu for his generous contribution. Oh, yes, through Patreon you. as well, just because we've got the email right there. Okay. Yes, so thank agreed. you very thank much. Thank you very much, Talib. That's super awesome. Uh, okay. So, um, who wants to read the Sonic Forces <laughs> review? <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, do it. I was Sega. only nine years old. Or, sorry, this is my Sonic Forces review from Senor Taco Salesman. I was only nine years old. I didn't know what Sonic was. Four years later, I was 13. <laughs> I discovered Sonic X. It was the best anime. Two plus two is four minus I didn't one. Even know what anim- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what anime was, but I liked anime now. 
after having a sonic boner for like a whole three years, I made an OC. He was good. Literally was blue tails. Became a furry. <laughs> More than half a de- decade later, Sonic Forces came out. Ran it on Gamefly because expecting to beat it, expecting it to be the next Sonic's 2006 Sonic Boom. Oh. Sonic started up. Sonic dies. No foxes. Zero out of ten. <laughs> Sonic Generations, but more janky and with less nostalgia hooks. Okay, you get five points. Sonic isn't actually dead. Oh, hey, Son- uh, Sonic Generation Sonic is here. Let's literally make a joke about how there's two Sonics every time he exists on screen. Beat the game in about four hours, short and sweet one, and done. Dragged back to room, fucked, thrown back into the lobby. It's... <laughs> <laughs> that's about the point where this email stopped making sense to me uh it was edgy that's okay adult me thought it was okay 13 year old me would have thought it was some hot shit plus three points genuinely seven out of ten putting it back in the mail tomorrow now that's what i call fast your local taco salesman neat well thank you for your review <laughs> yes thank you it was very Pointy. Uh, I, I like the part how about how he, he was literally blue tails and then became a furry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because that's it, probably a story of many a furry. It's these funny days. because the Sonic fandom is literally how I found furries. Yeah, that's how I got into it. I liked Sonic. I ended up on uh, uh, the Team Artail message boards, and then I ended up with the cat character, and suddenly I'm a furry. It it kind of just happens one day. Yeah, it, it, th- that entire process took like a month. It was like I really like Sonic Team Artists. I'm a furry. <laughs> and next next thing you know next thing you know you have multiple characters on the mobius muck that they made that was super popular. Uh, Fucking yeah. Well, <laughs> Team Artail message boards is actually kind of funny because. Uh, the the guy who made it is still fucking around in the fandom like today he's Jeez. he's still active so that, that was a long fucking time ago you should take a picture of the blue ring for him yeah <laughs> <laughs> no he's a he's a white fox wolf generic furry thing. thing now so at least i think he i think he's always been that that yeah. thing yeah all right. Next next yeah. email, or rather, the same email, part two. Basically. Yeah. Amendment. I know the game is 40 bananas. That's way too many bananas. But I've been playing the special stages while listening to you guys yell about EA. And honestly, if the game was $20, I'd give this game a solid eight and a half out of fast. So I have a question. What is the <clears throat> banana to dollar exchange rate? Because I don't understand your uh, your quantities here. We need to ask a monkey. They'll know. <laughs> <laughs> they've got they've got fruit currency down. And and then there's one more piece from from Taco Salesman titled "Oh my God, if I had sudden unfurled intro dubstep syndrome, I would literally single out the datas on the internet <laughs> that the song lives in and terminate them individually. It wouldn't even solve the problem." <laughs> well, I did get an email I, about. I think you're right. Uh, that's awesome. Well, thanks and for your that's right. emails. Lovely yep. input. Well, Taco, thank you for emailing in. Thank you for your excessive emails. They were great. Huzzah! They were all right. And well, they're food. I declare myself very tired. Yep. And I want to go home. We would like to thank Omari and thank Screen Fox for, for the logo and music, respectively. 
Please hamana, stop. Hamana, 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 hamana. Yeah. Please clap. Um. <laughs> Be careful uh, what you wish for. Uh, this is what you hear 1,700 times a week. <laughs> uh, yeah. You feel so accomplished. Uh, we would also like to thank all of our listeners for joining us. If you're watching on YouTube right now, be sure to hit that uh, like button, subscribe, all that. Uh, do the comments thing because, you know, they help our numbers and more numbers are good. Do it. Um, what else? Oh, right. Uh, very big thank you to our patrons and new patrons. You. Uh, you know, you really help the show out. You, you know, even if the contributions are, are small, it's still about, you know, an infinite number of percent more than we truly deserve. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, literally every cent is fucking phenomenal. Thank you so much. Uh, for the rest of you fucks. Uh, no, I'm just um uh, if you would like to send comments, questions, criticisms, anything like that, or write us a fucking dissertation like Pidget does, <laughs> um, you can send those to us at unfurled.net. That is us at unfurled.net. Or if you just go to uh, unfurled.net on the good old interwebs, uh, you know, we got a contact form set up there that you can use. Uh, also, uh, there's links on there to our Twitter, Telegram, YouTube uh, iTunes, fucking Patreon, all the things, we all do. of the things. So you can check that out. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. See, now I'm just thinking yeah. about what life might be like if you just had the sound of raucous applause in the background, twenty four seven. You know what I have? Would you feel so motivated or just so fed up with <laughs> you, life? You know what I have in my head right now? The the sound of uh, Adam. And the sound and, of and, copyright and, and strike. The show. I'm I'm a I'm a buy. <laughs> You're my buy. But well, as long as it's not Star Wars Battlefront Two. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and and at that, as usual, we love you, we'll miss you, and God save the Queen.